a long time ago in a Faerun far, far away. Our four adventurers fully recovered from their trip to take the crosshairs off the cat. Look forward to the next part of their journey. Their destination? The redeemed encampment to regroup with the army of Veyron and to plan their next step. Through their investigation of the Whitecap Gang's hideout, they came to the conclusion that the great houses of Menzo Berenzin were behind the effort to recover the cube that Cax had acquired so long ago. They previously found out that the cube is the trigger device for the ancient artifact known as the Realm Breaker, an apocalyptic weapon that if retrieved by Lolth again, would surely put the nail in the coffin of any force set against her. Going back to Longsaddle and setting off, the group had their sights on Tribor, the city that Nyx Thrym, along with a sentient automaton named Cuddy, helped liberate from a brutal overlord. They did not get very far, however, as on their first night, they received a visitor in the form of Shadow itself. A strange entity made itself known and proclaimed to have been sent by Veyron to retrieve the group. The time had come to liberate Bjorn had arrived, as promised by the Lord of Shadow. Stepping into the inky portal, they arrived in a red stone fort shrouded in magical darkness. Outside, nothing could be seen except a faint outline of a horizon in the distance. They walked into the throne room of Aeron, receiving a warm welcome from the god. He bestowed upon them powerful enchantments for their respective weapons. As they appreciated their gifts, a foul smell came from behind them as Veyron introduced Amducius, a grotesquely mo grotesque monstrosity of a demon complete with rotted wings and bloated features around its bellies, head, and arms. The creature was their ticket into the demon web pits. And with that startling revelation, our adventure continues. So before you, feeling a new surge of power within you, as well as your weapons, breathing in this nasty swamp butt-esque air coming from this demon behind you, you see Veyron hold his hands up and say, I'm Ducious. come in. Please enjoy a meal with us, if you will. And kind of pushing kind of in between you guys the table that he had set the weapons upon now with the uh, shadow creatures that you had seen before are now placing out um, very exotic looking meats and fruits and vegetables on these beautiful silver platters that you have no idea where they even came from they just kind of appeared and in between uh Cax and Key, this large demon, kind of shoulders in with you. He just looks down at both of you. Hey. Hi. Praise Varen. Yeah, he's he's uh, pretty good, huh? The best. Hey, you can that over there. You hand me that. Oh, yeah. Sure, man. And he's I'm... pointing to this large platter of meats. I'll, I'll pick it up and hand it to him. And is this giant clawed hands just take the whole thing, almost like a group of chopsticks, and just scoops it and just shoves it 
into his massive maw. Uh, wish it was raw, but you know, you take what you can get coming for where I'm from. And, and you all look over, and you can see a little bit, bit of discomfort in Veyron's eyes. But you can tell he's smiling, but it's not quite there in the eyes, so you know it's a little bit forced. And he sits down and, and begins trying, you know, eating as well. We may or may not have a lot to say here, but I would recommend before we decide to venture into this rather risky maneuver that you all get some rest here first. So, I imagine... You have questions? Concerns? So, like, when we get there, are we getting close to where Bjorn is, or do we have to travel for a couple days? No, um, you essentially are getting dropped right into the spider's nest, so to speak. Not directly her. I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. See, my compatriots here, and he, he points to all the, uh, the, the shadow creatures that he has. <clears throat> These are some of my best spies. When they don't want to be found, it's very easy for them to get everywhere. It, they have excellent tracking abilities, as seen by the one that I released from my custody. And they seem to have located the facility at which Bjorn is currently being held captive. I, uh, that's exactly where we found Amducius here. You see, he, uh, general terms, he's bound to that facility through a little bit of magic tinkering and, uh, some communication. Uh, I spoke with him about cutting a deal. And the entire time he's not looking at anybody, he's just continuing to, like, fill his mouth with all of this food. And it's very aggressive. See, uh, our uh, very famished friend here is essentially waste disposal in the facility. And he is bound to a specific area. Thing is, these types of demons have a innate ability to blink away from somewhere and then blink right back to where they were. As you can imagine, this has some possibilities for exploit. So with his help, after he gets some rest too, to kind of regain the energy in order to blink back, using the power I've recovered, we can actually tether you along with him, get you into facility. From there, it's a simple matter of extracting him. Then I, I get to go free, right? Yes, yes. That's the deal. See, once you retrieve Bjorn, bring him back to Amducius, and he'll use his ability again to come back here. Thus, sending you from one realm to another. And we're meant to trust this being. We've been watching him for a little while, and as, yet again, as you're saying this and you look at Amducius, there's like no... He's not paying attention to this conversation at all. He's just devouring all of this food. These types of allies, so to speak, 
and you can tell he uses very careful words as he kind of like looks at him and watches him do that with a little bit of like, ugh. The loyalty is usually to whomever has a better deal. He, as we've discussed, is in charge of waste management. Freedom, on the other hand, to roam this realm, albeit a rather dark and dreary realm to some, is better than taking care of whatever disgusting things they have him taking care of. And if that suffices, you all get Bjorn back. If this avenue doesn't work, Bjorn has one of the finest minds out of anyone I've ever known. If that won't work, he'll find a way out for all of you. Lord Varen, uh, so do we have an, an idea of the layout of his prison? Because it seems the issue is more of extraction rather than getting in. I live in a square with a hallway in it. I can't go down the hallway. Okay. I don't know what, you... down, what down the hallway is. Have you seen Bjorn? Or the guy that looks like me, but way taller, bigger. I just usually see the dead bodies. They bring them in, and I throw them in the fire. What do the dead bodies look like? And they point at Nyx. Most of them look like him. Like, do you mean they're drow or just really pale? The, the dark-skinned elf man thing. So what you're saying is you are going to take us to your room. And from there, we will have to figure it out. Okay, uh, yeah. All right. Lord Varen, what do we know about... Have you heard of this prison facility before? Or is this, you know, one of those areas well kept under wraps? I guess if you were to think about it from a strategic point of view, there... This facility, if I, if I have an inkling of where it is, is some sort of prison slash interrogation facility. You'll see when you get there that the landscape outside of the, this facility has an immense amount of old elvish ruins. After all, way before she who will not be named, a.k.a. Lolth, because I don't really give a fuck about naming the spider bitch, she was once part of the surface elves and in her realm she had the reflections of the people who worshipped her over time that of course got as twisted as her and is a reflection of how brutal and enigmatic she can be so she will take some of those buildings and repurpose them for devious torturous things such as this. It's not a very big facility 
from what I can tell. And it honestly just fits the bill, probably because the walls are still standing on it. When me and Nyx got a glimpse of where he was, they called him the Protector. Why would they be calling him that? Well, if they're using such noble names for him, I imagine part of their process after all the the breaking of someone over and over again gets them, you know, malleable. Open to suggestion. Beating him to a pulp. Torturing him. Messing with his mind. All those things. While at the same time, throwing little bits of positive feelings, thoughts, words, over time, would cause most people to crack. Divulge all of my little secrets. But yes, he was called the Protector. He wasn't my Protector, but he was the Protector of Stone Giants before he came under my employ. Cax, aren't you going to eat anything? This may be everyone's last meal. And he kind of like grins at you as if he's just poking at you. Uh, this is kind of a lot to take in. And, uh, not really, not really hungry. And Cax just kind of, like, stares off in front of him. Just make sure you eat something before going. Keep your energy up. Cax is going to look to Nix and go, Now he's worried about me, too. Got quite the fan base. <laughs> Apparently so. I want to pat Cax on the back and say, Come on, man, not that much to take in. Are doing a smash and grab in a prison where we don't know the layout with a man or giant that uh, we don't know if he's still mentally all there, and then we have to get back to a room in which we've only been once. Oh, well, when you put it that way, it makes it sound a, a lot better. You know, with uh, dealing with people that are not mentally all there, that's practically Nick's 90% of the time, and, you know, giants, we've got experience with giants with Thrym that also sometimes aren't mentally all there, so we're, it's a breeze, right? Yeah, about as good as we can ask for. Yeah, well. I mean, <clears throat> can't be any worse than the fire plane. There's not many things worse than the fire plane. Except maybe that ocean. That was fun. It was fun, but like... That place sucked pretty bad, too. Like, the fuck was that giant ship fucking crab thing? I think we'll be fine. We've been through worse. Worst comes to worst, we'll just open every cage. Anyway. Oh, Lord Varen recommended we get some sleep. Be a good idea to hit, to hit the hay and, uh, Get ready for tomorrow. 
wouldn't be a bad idea. I have a couple empty rooms, which we haven't really done anything of sort in, so uh, feel free to roll out some bedrolls in there and relax. If uh, one of them come any points to the shadow creatures, uh, just just ignore them. They they usually try to patrol around a bit. Nothing nothing alarming. Thank you for the warning, Lord Varen, and thank you for the room. And I'm gonna head towards the rooms he was talking about. Yeah, Nyx is just gonna s step away and head towards the rooms as well. Grim will follow Nyx. Nyx is gonna take a moment and realize that all of his compatriots are gone and uh, okay, bye. And quickly scurry off in that direction, too. Hey, where you, where you going? Somewhere, I'm sure. Alright, bye. There's a lazy wave with these, like, twisted, gnarled, like, claws at you. Jax isn't even gonna stop to acknowledge that he's saying bye. A as you walk away, you hear Veyron go, Tell me, do, do do you folk eat with your mouth closed, or is it just always just a whole thing? Right as you kind of leave earshot of him casually talking with Emdusius. When Nyx gets to whatever room he lands in, <clears throat> he's going to draw Shadowfell and start examining it more closely, because he knows that it's been imbued so you get the impression almost like you have like an it's almost as if there's some sort of empty pocket within Shadowfell and that channeling a spell might do something to fill that pocket so being his affinity Nyx is going to conjure um, shocking grasp and kind of, you know, he, he's going to bring it up, grab the hilt, and just kind of blast the sword with shocking grasp to see what happens. You you almost expect with, with Obsidian, especially Shadowfell, uh, it, it's channeling for you, but it's still Obsidian. So you kind of expect the grasp to kind of just not go anywhere. But as, as you do that and kind of channel that energy, you feel it, like, escape your grip. Like it's going into a target when you've used it in the past, except it it seems to just drain into Shadowfell. And you sense that that spell itself is kind of making its course through the weapon, but in a loop. And it's just in there. Kind of imagine that the uh, that singular arc of electricity that goes up through the blade is like pulsing. So Nyx is going to kind of examine that. And then he's going to walk up to the wall of the room and just thrust the sword into the wall. Just to see what happens. You do that and... You, you've been feeling a little bit of 
of a little bit of a magic essence in this whole area. And of course, out in the hallway, or I'm sorry, out in the main courtroom area where Veyron is, it was intense for you. And now coming away from that, you can now feel that a lot of his power is kind of distributing throughout this structure. And as you go and, and thrust Shadowfell into it, you get the impression that there's a little bit of magic that manipulates in there, and it almost, like, opens up for Shadowfell to, like, essentially receive into the wall, and then it kind of, like, puts a little bit of pressure on Shadowfell. About halfway in the wall. With the sword in the wall, I will try to release the sword spell. Are you still, you're still holding on to Shadowfell when you do that? Yep. And as you do that, essentially, it's it's the same as if you were just conjuring the spell, except you're almost telling Shadowfell to release it. And immediately, the, the, the walls themselves almost glow a little red, almost as if it was, uh, like, superheated, and it was glowing, but there is no, like, heat coming from it. And as you do that, the red around it kind of, like, morphs into lines of blue as if the electricity is being distributed into the wall and then you feel the pocket like exist again inside Shadowfell I'm gonna pull Shadowfell out and being the curious mind that Nyx is he's going to see how much he can pump into this so he's going to try for a fourth level vampiric touch. Okay. And see if the sword will accept that. You you almost expect a lot of kickback from this. Like you're it's maybe you're trying to like shove a watermelon inside of a teacup almost, but very effortless effortlessly you feel that pocket now again get filled up with the with the necromantic energy that you would have normally released on a target, except it's now drained inside of Shadowfell. I'm gonna do my wall thrust again. And this time the it's roughly the same effect, except it's not in like arcs of electricity, but it's almost like this slow oozing as you see the red kind of just flicker out as almost like as like a uh, a ripple comes from the blade itself and rippling out into the wall. And the red fades for a while before the spell effect ends and the red comes back to the hue of the wall. When I draw... So after, after that effect, I'll draw the sword back. And Nyx knows that Vampiric Touch has a certain effect. Because it's concentration, it's a continual spell. Can he still feel the spell within the sword, or did it feel like it just went off and it was gone? The the energy is distributed, at, or it, it went into the wall itself, but from using that spell before, you actually feel like somewhere in that wall that the spell's effects are lingering in like little pockets. Basically, what I'm trying to figure out is that if I put Vampiric Touch into this sword and manage to maintain concentration, can I continually stab and have that recovery if that, and have Vampiric Touch consistently on the sword until I lose concentration? 
uh, you get the impression that once you decide to discharge that effect, it then goes into the target. Um, and and mechanic-wise, the uh, the vampiric touch would be on your target as if you would cast that. And the if the effect goes away from Shadowfell. Right, but the mechanically vampiric touch is a concentration spell on my hands. Cast mm. it once, use the spell slot, and then every um, every turn after that, I can use an action to reuse vampiric touch. Yep. Causing that necrotic damage. What I'm wondering is, will this stay with the sword? So, like, I have the sword, I've got vampiric touch in it, stab an enemy, release vampiric touch, deal my necrotic damage, heal what I heal half of what I deal for the necrotic damage. Mm-hmm. But I can be able to continue doing that because it's a concentration spell. Does it stay with the sword? It doesn't stay with or the sword, it but it's 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 oh you would you would spend the vampiric touch in Shadowfell, but vampiric touch would stay technically on your enemy. Or yeah, oh yeah, because you no, could it doesn't technically stay on the enemy. It stays on me. It stays on you. Ah. Vampiric touch stays on me. Mechanics, like I can ladies and gentlemen, attack and kill an enemy with vampiric touch and go and, and then do attack it and kill another one. Vampiric touch is a personal effect, not an okay. enemy effect. So retconning that whole thing, because now hey, I'm looking at that too, and that makes perfect sense, because we don't want to yeah have it like a one-off. Once you kill an enemy, it doesn't it goes away kind of thing. Vampiric um, touch is expensive. It is very expensive, especially if you're going to cast at a higher level. Um, yes, yeah, so so in that case, uh, a spell of concentration would, um, in retrospect, stay within Shadowfell until your concentration uh, was disrupted or up to one minute. Okay. So effectively, I feel like Shadowfell has Vampiric Touch in it and mm-hmm. it's not going to lose it until I lose concentration. Yep. Yeah, the normal the normal contingencies of, of uh, losing the concentration spell. Yep. Okay. Cool. Let's just hope that's not broken at fifth level. No, I'd, I'd rather us figure this out now than try to like in a life or death situation in combat, be like, oh fuck, what does it do? Let's let's decipher this. Is it fifth level? It's 5d6 necrotic. That's pretty good. That's fucking dangerous if I can hit with my fucking sword. Well that's the that's the that's, that's the, the given, fun part. That's the give and take of it. <laughs> that's, I figured that's I'm the like fun part, because can Nick's hit with his sword. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's got a plus seven to hit, but that's only a plus seven. Compared to our other fighters, that's nothing. Um, so Nyx will retreat to the corner of the room and uh, polish Shadowfell. Um, I am going to, or Cax is going to find uh, whatever room Nyx is in. It won't be hard to find. There'll be a giant standing in the doorway watching Nyx do stuff with his sword. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That seems like the type of thrim, or thing Thrim would do on a on a Saturday night if you catch my drift. Standing in the doorway, or are you like kind of peeking in through the window as I play with my sword? No, I wouldn't say standing in the doorway. More like in the middle of the room, just watching you do it. <laughs> just play with that sword. Uh, I I hope I'm not interrupting. Actually, I really don't care if I'm interrupting. Hey, Nix. What's up? Do you have 
the ability to make me invisible? No. Hmm. Hey, no, Thrim. that's not one of the tricks <laughs> I have up my yeah. sleeve. Do you have the ability to make me invisible? Unfortunately not. What fucking kind of useless spellcasters are you? You think you think Key can? Maybe. I don't <laughs> think Key can. I don't know. Kind of seems like something Key might be able to do. Nah, he's better at making spider legs come out of him. And he is making, good at that. Making holy shit happen. And playing the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be taking off my armor in the corner, setting up a bedroll, and I'm going to say, I'm insulted that you think <laughs> that I am a grade below them in spellcasting, that I'm limited to simply holy spells and spider legs. Honestly, didn't even see in the corner. But, yeah, kind of. That's, that's kind of your niche, is swinging around a scythe and playing the harmonica and making spider legs come out. Well, do you want me to make you invisible? Can you make me invisible? No. <laughs> that's that's what I thought. You could like stand behind me or Thrim or maybe even Nyx. Like, good enough. No, I have to be actually invisible, I think. I can carry you on the ceiling for a minute if you don't mind the legs. That's, again, not invisible. That's actually probably more visible. Uh. This really does sound like a you problem, and I'm gonna flick out my bedroll and unroll it and try to lay down and see if I can scrunch up an end of it into a pillow. So, why are we in here stabbing walls? Uh, Viron did something to my sword. It, you know, just testing it out, trying to see what its limitations are. He did something to your sword. That sounds dirty. Get your mind out of the gutter, Cax. What I saw kind of seems like it can do what mine can do. Just different. Uh, I don't know. It seems... Yeah, different's a good way of putting it. It's almost like I can put a spell inside the sword and set off that spell at a later time. Oh, so kind of like when I use the uh, green flame spell, except you can do it whenever you want. Yeah, sure. Seems handy. May come in handy, especially if I'm pushed into a corner at some point. We don't know what we're walking into. Probably our deaths. Very well could be. And that's going to be taking my... Uh now long scythe and just like balancing it in the palm of my hand as I lay down. That's kind of exciting though, isn't it? Like we get to run to a prison and kind of explore. I mean, did you miss the part about death? I mean, next, let's be honest. Since we met, basically everything we've done has been running to our deaths. Next is going to go silent and just start pondering that statement. <laughs> it's gonna right. look just a little defeated the amount of times we've charged into situations that would kill the vast majority of men like you know at this point 
I don't think it matters. We're, we just got to keep going and see how, how much change and whatnot we can do. It's another day, another dollar for this group, eh? A dollar? Yeah, that's a good question. What is a dollar, Keith? <laughs> ah, well, you see, there was something called the gold standard, but that, but that was gotten rid of a while ago. Anyway, uh. now we have <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Like currency you could spend in crypts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you you can like buy the crypt itself and you can own uh the 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 chain. Like there's blocks of chains. You can own the blockchain of the crypt and you can sell that to other people. Maybe the wraith in the crypt just wanted to trade with you guys. And she was upset no one would trade with her. Because they didn't believe in the power of crypto. I mean, Nyx tried to trade her flowers. Didn't try to trade her flowers. I tried to gift her flowers. <laughs> Still not a trade. You know? I didn't want a gift. I wanted a trade. Exactly. You know, how are you supposed to increase the profit margin without trade? Gifts are tax exempt. <laughs> well, they're tax deductible for you, aren't they? If it's a charitable donation. <laughs> hey, did you guys get your w-2s this year and i'm gonna lay the side down. <laughs> as this very strange conversation uh happens and i'm sure anyone listening would have no idea what the fuck you're talking about uh you guys are hearing like almost these like wet heavy footfalls right outside and then this giant, like, large, obese leg just kind of, like, plops down in the doorway. And then leaning in is Amducious, and he goes, Hey, what, what does the moon look like? Round and white? Is it, is it pretty? Have you not seen the moon? I want to see the moon. Sometimes is, the sometimes the people down the hall talk about it. The moon is out almost every night, Ambrosius. When you when we free you tomorrow, it'll be you know, you can go up and you can see it as soon as you'd like. And since we were you know, since we were on the surface just a few hours ago, would I know what stage the moon is in right now? Yeah, yeah, I'd say you you just casually saw it was like in a, a waxing right crescent. now it's it's in, it's in a sliver it's a crescent but as time goes on through the month you can see it grow into the full moon and recede and grow again wait so someone like eats a little bit of it and then it like grows back it looks like it yeah oh that sounds really nice yeah. And maybe I'll go see the moon t tomorrow when when we all come back here. You could immediately see the moon tomorrow. That sounds that sounds nice. I'm gonna go rest. We can do my little ability thing, and I guess I'll do my job while you guys are doing your thing. It's just it'll be a fun day. He just kind of like lets go of the door of the of the arch that gets into your room, and you just see him like. Do, 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 lumber down. And you just hear like this like plump 
and you just imagine he just kind of like laid down somewhere over there. So before you guys rest, is there anything else you want to discuss or do? I'll talk to Varen about my W-2 tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure he'll tell you it's in the mail, it's incoming, like... Yeah, probably. And then he'll probably just tell you you gotta download it online or some bullshit. I mean, are we technically the Internal Revolution Service? Like, are we the <laughs> IRS? It could be, if that's how this campaign's gonna unfold. That's the, uh, we talked about how after the campaign is over, we could do little stories, and it's literally, uh, Kashigalith's, uh, tax service. Gotta make sure Ve Ve Lord Veyron gets all of his taxes. Alright, filing taxes. That's fine, <laughs> but I ain't going anywhere near a total cleric. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Key's the one that gets peed on by Cole. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So everyone else is good. Yeah. So you guys get as comfortable as you can get. Uh, you hear, like, rhythmic snoring come from the hallway from Amducius. And you guys are just, like, zoning out. You guys occasionally, you see one of those shadow creatures kind of come in. And it doesn't even, like, look down and look at you all. It kind of just goes into the room, does, like, a little, like, look around, and then turns around and leaves as if it's patrolling. It's not even paying attention to who's in the room. Um... And right at the cusp of everyone falling asleep, I'll have you all roll perception checks. Twelve. Fifteen. Seventeen. Hmm. Two seconds here. Thank you, Jack of all trades. <laughs> I'm looking for something. Um, 15. Um, everybody but Nyx, um, overhears a, a feminine voice kind of echoing down, uh, into your chamber. And you do also hear Veyron's voice. It sounds like Veyron's having a conversation with somebody. Oh. Uh, make out any of the words, or... Uh, for, from where you are, no. It doesn't. It, it's not hushed tones or anything like that. But um, it's just a little. It seems as if the walls themselves kind of dampen it a little bit. Here's a question. Yes. What are these walls made out of? These walls are made out of a stone that you have no idea what the fuck they even are. So I could not blend into them. Ah. Uh, with with their red hue and their kind of glow, uh, your your normal colored stone skin that you have would kind of clash with it. Okay. I'm still going to try and, like, sneak out and get closer to the voices. Okay. And the Cax, how are you? Do you, do you give a shit about this? Uh, well, I'm going to see Thrym leaving, so... Yeah, I'll give a shit about it. Okay. Key? Um. I'm going to respect Lord Vayron's privacy. <laughs> the adults are talking. I better go to sleep. Yeah. 
If I don't, how's Santa gonna come? Like, yeah. If you want to, if you want to sneak down the hallway, you're more than welcome to throw a stealth stealth check at that. Oh, everybody hears me coming. I rolled a four. Hey, you guys. Du, 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 du. <laughs> Given that my rim. passive is active during a long rest and my passive is twenty, would I have picked up on this activity? With a with a passive of twenty, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say you did here. Uh, probably about the same uh, type of of conver conversation in a feminine voice, and then Veyron's voice you can identify uh, very easily now. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm going to sit and listen. Sure. See if I can pick anything up. It it's you can tell from the tones with the passive that it's a it's a pretty serious conversation. It seems like every every word uttered between the two has has meaning right away. There's no extra filler words in in this. And then Cax, are you just walking out, or are you are you trying to sneak too? Um, I don't I don't really want to fucking waste a twenty one, but I'm gonna be heard the second that Thrims fucking. <laughs> Sets foot outside the door as he finds every squeaky <laughs> fucking stone. And what, what did you, you roll for that, Trim? Ah, uh, four. A four? Okay, so... <laughs> I rolled you, a 21. You, you guys go out, and you're you're next to Thrim as you guys go out. And yeah, the entire time you're, like, wincing as he's just making it very painful. You, you guys, Thrim actually ends up kind of bumping into one of the shadows, and he realizes right away that... Those shadows almost look two-dimensional, but there is some sort of mass to them, because you kind of, like, fluff up against a pillow, pillowy object. And you act the shadow is like... And kind of, like, goes around you, kind of grumpy from being jostled into. Uh, you guys just walk down a little bit, and it just leaks right into the courtroom. And uh, Veyron is standing right in the middle with his arms crossed... And is looking down and then kind of like glances over at you two, sees you guys there, and then goes back to looking down. And standing in front of him is like this glow of a humanoid shape. And as you guys look over at this glow, it's almost, it's pretty blinding at first because of how like dark it is here. So your eyes have a little bit of trouble adjusting at first. At first, it's this glowing silhouette. And then as it, as it clears, um, this beautiful, beautiful, youngish-looking elven woman in a bright gold dress is has her arms like at her side, and she has this beautifully carved staff with an eagle, like a carved eagle, sitting on top. And you could tell she's just like kind of like absentmindedly waving it back and forth a little bit as she seems to be telling Veyron something, and, and it looks like you guys caught the tail end of it, and the elven woman uh, bows to Veyron, and Veyron, like, does, like, a little bit of, like, a, a respectful bow back, but not, like, a submissive bow. She looks at him and immediately uh, winks out, and she's gone. And he looks over at you guys... Well, I can give you two some interesting news now, or I can wait until the morning. Or whenever you guys decide to wake up. 
Well, if it can wait, it might as well. Thrym was just looking for the bathroom. Oh, it's past Emdusius. It's a hole in the floor, unfortunately. <sighs> I'm used to those. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. And he goes back to sit in his throne, and you, you hear a little bit of, like, a sigh come from him as you guys begin to make your way back to where you were resting. Why would you pass on free information? Because he said he was going to say it tomorrow anyway. Yeah, but we could have known it now. <laughs> then why didn't you say you wanted to know? Because you said you didn't. I figured if we were going to know it anyway, it wasn't worth it. So like, just go get some sleep. Maybe it was something that would keep us up at night. I'm pretty sure the snoring's going to keep us up, but you don't see me smothering a demon. Well, we, we kind of need him to get there and back, so that would, wouldn't be a great idea. Yes, because I'm full of good ideas. Besides, you got to be used to snoring at this point. I'm told I snore really bad. I mean, you do, and I've tried smothering you, and it doesn't end well. But that's what that is. <laughs> I thought I just stopped breathing in the middle of the night. That's what snoring is, kind of. Alright, I'm gonna go get some sleep. I just want the information. I mean, you can probably go ask for it. No, because now it's going to be awkward, because they're going to be like, oh, did you not find the bathroom? Let me show you where the bathroom is. <laughs> then you have to stand there and pretend like you're going to the bathroom, because then he doesn't want it to get lost on the way back to the room. It's a whole thing, Thrym. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's just, let's just go back to bed. And we'll go back to bed. Okay. Jax will go with him. Cool. And then are you all gonna catch some Z's and recover and get all your stuff back? I see a delightful thumbs up from Nyx. Were we down anything? We weren't. That's the thing, we had a long rest. And then... I just wanted to make sure for, like, yeah, in case there was, like, spell slots or anything, like, you experimented oh, yeah, with your weapon, I, and... I burnt a fourth level spell slot, but I knew we were resting, so... So, just sheet. so you are aware, like, you need to, like, burn the spell slot to put it in the weapon. Oh, yeah. No, I assumed um, that much. Okay. Uh, Mechanic-wise, I will let you know, it doesn't, like, wear out. So you can, like, put, before a rest, you can put a spell in it, and then have it ready so it's, like, an extra spell slot for the next day. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that. That being said, before Nixon goes into his uh, restful state, he's going to put a fifth level vampiric touch into that sword. Ooh, baby. Okay. Because now that he knows, now, now that he has a better understanding of how the sword handles the spells, he's going to put what he has into it. Because he has no idea what's coming in the next, you know, 24 hours. It's also an homage to Clancy. A little bit. Our poor, dead necromancer. <laughs> you will be missed, Clancy. Welcome. 
So you gentlemen, uh, rest for a while, and your uh, your sleep isn't too hindered by the environment. You guys are used to weird fucking places, weird noises. Uh, kind of like how Key said, you, you guys are almost used to kind of just jumping into the jaws of death here. So you actually get sleep mainly because you know you need the strength for the next day. So then the next air quotes morning, uh, you guys get up and you realize Amducius isn't down the hallway anymore. And you're hearing the noises of the scarfing down and the, the, the pouring of the drinks down his gullet as you guys go back into the, the courtroom and see almost the same similar scene from last night. He's just filling up on all of this like delectable food that uh, he's not used to having to probably scrape off the ground. Uh, as far as, as you two who came out and checked, you don't see anything entirely different on his face. When he sees you, he, he brightens up a little bit and and beckons you to the table to eat some food. And he, he kind of leans back on his his beautifully made uh, wooden throne and looks at the food, looks at Emducious and shrugs. So I had a conversation last night. Lady Emiratus, the leader of Silvery Moon, contacted me. She wanted to inform me Everything is indicating that the bulk of Lost forces are holed up in the Evermores. And they are poised to siege Silvery Moon. She told me it hasn't happened yet. But none of the other ones have come to me and said anything similar, which means... Like I said, I think it is the bulk of her forces. And this concerns me. Usually when they attack the surface, history has shown, Loth splits her forces up to siege all of the cities. The strategy being, if no supplies can get from one city to another, it would help. Thing is, all the infighting and issues that come with being in a drow army pop up and destroy itself. This time, it is one massive force going after one city. And I don't think it'll be a siege. I think it'll be a brute force invasion past their defenses. So I believe this pushes our timetable forward a bit. And he reaches in, and almost as if he was reaching into an invisible pocket... He pulls out uh, one of the pieces of the Realm Breaker. It seems we need to rush acquiring the other pieces. Lady Emiratus seems to believe she might know the location of one, but naturally, she has other concerns on her table. We haven't discussed too much yet. But I also believe we'll benefit in getting my general back. He should have some proper intel that could prove useful in finding the other two pieces. I have one of them, 
the other two pieces are out there, and we, and he points to you, Thrym, still have the trigger device? Yeah, I still got it. I got one, and then I got a fake one. So, we were already doing this anyway, but it seems this is the proper timing. This means, if most of her forces are out in the Evermores, that you should encounter decreased resistance where you are heading. Maybe they think Bjorn is not as valuable to them anymore? The suspicious side of me also thinks this may actually be a trap. But I have no evidence of it, so I'm leaning against that. So before we finish this food and we get Amducious to do his thing. Any other questions before we head out? Yeah. The redeemed encampment. We sent a bunch of drow over there. If they make it. I don't know. Anyway. Um, if you could let somebody know that they're coming. We could do that. About a force of 30. Uh, 30 drow with the same mark uh, as mine. And I'll you know, show them mine and I'll show them the brand that I had made. Uh, they should be arriving at the redeemed encampment. And he kind of closes his eyes for a moment. Yes, they left Neverwinter. They're south, I believe, of Neverwinter. I can feel them. Little dots out in the far horizon. I should be able to get some interceptors to bring them back safely. Seems like we're going to need every available hand on deck for what the future has in store for us. Uh, there should be a drow in Neverwinter named Vuzniel. He's never been truly kind of religious, never been kind of devoted to our cause. If you could have a short conversation with him, you may be able to pull him in. He's a, he's a good friend and a fine warrior. So you're suggesting a little bit of direct divine intervention here. I, I would never presume to order you around, Lord Varen, but he is a good person and a good ally to have. Listen, I will take anything we get. Every day I feel the strength in Mirabar growing substantially bit by bit. If I can get another skilled person on our side, and plus on top of that, it's really amusing just to kind of show up and mess with them a little bit, so. It's always fun to see the looks on their faces, so maybe I will suss him out and say hi. And just because well, being from the Underdark, never really trusted the slimy bastards. That Illithid still kind of gives me the creeps. He 
is a strange ally. I agree. They've never really been fully aligned towards any certain goal except the preservation of its own species. They're tribal in that aspect. The fact that he thinks for himself and so far has shown unwavering loyalty towards me kind of makes me think he's on the up and up, but I also didn't get where I am today by completely trusting and not crossing my T's and dotting my I's with every one of the higher-ups in the organization. But I appreciate the concern. <laughs> I hope uh, if anything strange does come across with Ilganoth, that you will bring it to my attention. Well, if I find anything out, I'll let you know. I appreciate it. Just got a friend there, and I'd rather not see him hurt. You know, he's a little cobalt like Cax, so... Hmm? My friend in the Redeemed Encampment, he's a cobalt like you. Hmm. I've had conversations with Grump, and as far as he's been able to tell, they had a few instances of potential spies... But the encampment itself actually has substantially grown. Uh, proper defenses. And uh, it seems like everything there is actually flourishing. So to put your mind at ease, there haven't been any uh, major troubles there. All right. Guess it's time for a prison break then. Yeah, except I, I'm going to take off my helmet. I might need to do some modifications for that big fucking brain I got, I called the Evermore's thing. Ha! And I'm gonna put my helmet back on. <laughs> this is why we never tell you when we find out you're right before <laughs> you know that you're right. Oh, I, I understand that. Okay. I, I, just, I just wanted to make sure you know. Very well. If uh, our esteemed guest is ready to return to his uh, home once more, we can uh, get the ball rolling on this. So are we going to Silvery Moon, or are we going to Hell? We're going to Hell. Well, okay. First Hell, maybe Silvery Moon later. Okay. First Ring of Hell, and if we got time, we can, you know, interrupt the most important siege of the last hundred years. We can, we can stop there as a treat. <laughs> if we're good. Can we get snacks before we go there, too? <laughs> Elf food sucks. So you all get up and... and you, you seem to be preparing, and the entire time... Amducious is still just finishing off all of the different food. And there's, like, one plate, like, just out of his reach. And his claw just, like, grabs the bowl. And he drags it towards himself. Takes a plate and just... Wolfs it in, plate and all. And you now hear like a like a porcelain crunch as he gets up. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of him. Don't worry, okay? We got this. Well, while Thrym was eating, he also took like a decent amount of food and put it in a bag and has it with him. Sure. I'm afraid he's going to eat us. 
Well, if he if he gets hungry for some human flesh or whatever, I got a backup in the bag of holding. <laughs> he he looks at he looks at you, Cax, and leans over. He goes, "Just don't die, and I won't eat you." That's very reassuring. Ah, this would be a perfect chance for freeze dried dwarf jerky, but oh well. So, uh, yeah, all he, I've got to drow. Amducius looks at Veyron, and Veyron, like, beckons him to the center of the room and uh, group around him. I He needs a little bit of assistance from me on this. Stand around him. Let's get you to the moon, buddy. Here, here, the moon. And you, you all, the there's a couple of you in the back and a couple of you in the front and you see like his decrepit rotted wings kind of begin to like flap a little bit as if it was gonna like propel him upwards and you all kind of notice he his head gets a little higher and somehow and, and my magic users are able to kind of detect some sort of strange innate ability Amducius actually lifts up off the ground a little bit. Alright. I kind of like doing this. I don't get to do it very often. And you see Amducius actually begin to kind of glow this almost like an orange hue all around like the, the lines of his body. And his body begins to glow a little bit too. And he just laughs. Close your eyes. Kind of bright. And right as he says that, in this immense, bright orange flash. And the orange stays there. And you feel sick to your stomach. And you go to, like, put a hand on your stomach, but there's nothing there. You're just observing pure orange. And then very, very unceremoniously, you guys are dropped about two feet onto a very cold, hard surface. And as you gather your senses and realize there's a surface there, the orange fades. And you are now in a very, very dark room. With what looks to be a couple piles in each corner of this room. And you, you hear Amducius, Oh, good to be back. Oh, they put more shit in here for me. And he, he kind of wanders over to one of the, the walls. And you see in front of him this bright red glow from behind him. As you guys kind of get up and, and aren't quite used to the, the vision around you yet. This like heat begins to kind of pour in the room. And he walks away from it. And it looks like this giant like arched like oven. He somehow stoked it, and he goes over, and he does the same thing to another wall. And now another wall. So three large bonfire furnaces are now blazing, giving illumination, and the, and the silhouettes that you saw in black and white with your dark vision now grow to a little bit of color. You realize that the piles in the corners are bodies. And there seem to be so many dead, naked drow bodies. Limbs and cracked arms and severed heads. Some of them split 
from the legs out and look like they stopped halfway up the chest cavity. On top of, or around those bodies, you're actually also noticing countless, like, legs. And you kind of squint, and they're hairy and long, and there seem to just be severed spider legs. And now you're starting to see them, now that you're looking closer, like the, the abdomens of large spiders that have just been, like, torn apart and dumped unceremoniously in what looks like four massive piles around the room. And as he lights the final one, Amducius reaches over with his massive claws and grabs a drow body, drags it, and then throws it in the blaze. And it kind of lights up the room a bit. There's gotta be, like, 40 more bodies than they put when I was here yesterday. I guess they didn't give a shit I wasn't here. And he just continues to now put bodies in. Uh, looking around more, you notice a lot, a few large pieces of stone. And you're trying to figure out where these large pieces come from. And then you look up. There is a little bit of a, a other, like, gray illumination coming from the ceiling, but it's not coming from a ceiling, a physical ceiling. You all look up and realize that the ceiling above you, maybe 40 or so feet, is completely covered in webbing. And as you look up and you're trying to figure out what exactly you're seeing, there seem to be moving things, like shadows upon the webbing, and you realize that you're seeing countless spiders of all shapes and sizes traveling around as if there was a second floor and you could kind of see through it. And they're just scuttling along, hopping over one another, and they're most of them are very small, and they kind of zip all around very quickly. Then others that are larger that kind of lumber about, and even larger more that take their time, kind of, you're only able to see a couple of the limbs before it, cl it clears the room itself and goes off who knows where. And finally, you look down and realize uh, to the north of this room, there seems to be an arched doorway. Uh, there is no uh, door to it, but it leads what looks like out into a hallway that eventually curves to the right. These, <clears throat> these spider bodies, do they look like just regular bigger size spider bodies or do they look like there might be some driders in there? Um, do me an investigation check on a pile, if you would like. Six. Okay. So, you you, you kind of get up to one of the piles and kind of squint in, and the, the I guess the pile you went to, just it looks like it's so, like, mashed in with pieces and bodies that it, it makes sense to your brain, right? You guys have fought a drider, and drow plus spider you kind of get that together but as far as you can tell you you can't see that there's any definitive like drider pieces in here okay all right guys surely they have some sort of a ledger or prisoner list 
in a warden's office or something. If we can find that, we can probably make a beeline straight to... I'm sorry, I totally forgot the name of who we're rescuing. Thrym? Bjorn. Bjorn. Rescuing. We're rescuing. We're rescuing. Gotta rescue him, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess we have to find the warden's or secretary's office. And... I mean, if there is one. I'd assume so. You can't just run the run a place like this without any, you know, paperwork so, or planning. And Ducious goes around. He has to go. There's like a, a pile of bodies. And then there's one of those giant rocks that you, at this point, would assume came down from whatever ceiling column was above you before, like, the webbing got to it. He has to walk around that and lumber by Yuki. And you get another fine whiff of Amducious. But now that the furnaces are blaring, heat is now flooding into this room, it's almost unbearable. The stench of the rotting and disgustingness. I mean, you guys have all been around dead bodies and everything, but these ones are particularly disgusting, even to you all. Great stank. And Amducious points down the hall, and as he points down the hall, his claw seems to touch something, like right in the middle of the hallway. He goes... I don't know where that leads, but that's that's where you gotta go. And he 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 kind of then puts a hand up against, and it seems like there's some sort of like barrier that's preventing him from going through. Thurm uh, will walk over to where he's like putting his hand and like try and put his hand on it and see if it stops him. Okay, you go to do that, and your hand goes past where his was. I'm gonna walk past the rim to try and get just out of the room and say it, it's probably a light barrier. At some point, it's too bright out here for him. I, I don't know. I don't like the light too much, but I think it has to do with some sort of like they call it a a, a binding. All right. Um, yeah. as he says that, um, I'll need all everybody. Uh, him included, uh, roll perception checks. Ooh, Finally. Se 17. Again. 22. 24. Crit. Alright. Uh, so... 29. Damn. Is that the highest perception check we've gotten so far? Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Um... Amducious turns around and he goes, Oh no. He sighs and he 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 begins to flex his claws. He goes, You hear that? Yeah, they put some in the piles that aren't completely dead. And as he takes a step forward and the thump hits, all four of these corners begin to like jostle and shake. And all of a sudden, the, these limbs that are kind of in there begin to crawl right out. Before we get into this combat and roll initiative, we will be taking our break. And we are back. So with uh, a bunch of creepy crawlies uh, making their way outside of the piles in the corners of this uh 
blast furnace create cremation room. I will switch over the map. And we can roll for initiative. Is that what am I keep wanting to say ambrosia. Ambrosia's looks like? Yeah, it's my ambrosia right there. I tried to find a bet like it's like a winged fat demon because there was a picture, but I, I literally could fucking couldn't find it anymore. But yeah, that's the picture I ended up grabbing for for him. I've been picturing him all wrong. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, they, it's a base. I gave you guys a basic description of him last time. And I'm like, all right, I'll use this picture and also kind of use this picture as an aid to refresh everyone's vision of him. Hey, Key might not, might not have rolled the lowest initiative this time. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, let me swap over fight music. Because this music ain't... Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but... Ain't what we want. Let me roll... Juicious's initiative. Watch your stat block, honey! Can we kill Ambrosia? That's our way out, dude. <laughs> yeah, and? He wants to see the moon. It's like he you won't. go to rob a bank, you pull up in the getaway car, and as soon as you step out, you shoot an RPG at it, blow up the getaway car, no more evidence. Why did it's you... true, the, the Romans used to burn their ships when they hit new lands. So we're playing GTA now. <laughs> we're gonna do a mini decimation, but we've already drawn straws. Alright, my boys in descending order. Uh Cax, what'd you get? 19. Rim. 18. Key. 10. Um Ducious got seven and Nix. Dex. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's hard being super fast. Uh, I can smart and super lifestyle. fast. At this point, your ego may get you killed. Um, we've known that for a while now. Anyway. All right. So yeah, I, I was sitting here thinking I left the door open for people to actually go before me because I rolled a 10 on the die. So did I. <laughs> All right. Top of the round is Kex. You get a whole bunch of creepy crawlies. Now, these things coming out, their full form on top of the piles, it literally looks like the tiniest little torso, and it has to be about a dozen legs pulsing out, like large, large spiders uh, crawling out of the corpse piles in the corners. Um... Okay. Cax is going to snap a uh, whisper together, knock an arrow, and aim it at one of the spiders, and freeze. Nick, uh, throw him your turn. Okay. So, are you holding your action? Cax uh, instinctively drew his bow and an arrow but is too terrified to act. Okay. So yes. Sure. Kind of. 
Kind of. Well, what's your what's your trigger for attacking? Uh, kind of just waiting to see what's happening, really. Because all right, yeah. Let me. In fear. Sure. Yeah. Just let me know after someone start when, but someone's about to end their turn if you're gonna jump in. Okay. Cool. So Thrim, sorry. Uh, I will move 15 feet over to the closest one in front of me. Sure. And then we'll. I'll activate green flame blade and swing at this dude. That's gonna be a 29 to hit. Oh, so close. That's it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh god. You're just in a room full of like 30 AC creatures. <laughs> Nothing beats a swarm of 30 armored glass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's going to be 16 points of bludgeoning damage and 12 points of fire damage. In how much? 12? Yep. Cool. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Right. You go in blasting on that sucker. But I forgot I was supposed to roll both attacks at once, so... You silly. I know. And the next one's a 27 to hit. 27? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be 16 more points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you just essentially come down with two large slams right in the center, and all of a sudden the legs start spasming, and it just kind of deflates. Okay. And go bye-bye. That'll be my turn. Cool. That brings it over to the horde of spiders. Be right. Sorry, a lot of, a lot of spiders. Saw spiders. All right, so we're gonna go for, in no particular order, the ones that are going after Amducius first. And with amazingly practiced skills with his like long fingernail like claws he just kind of slashes them away as they begin to try to like swipe at him with like these nasty curved like ends of their pincher legs um and he actually deflects all four attacks at him um we will go with uh nyx looks like two of them are attacking you where's my set but uh uh, 13. Is my armor class. Is your armor class, so both of them hit. Okay. They're both, uh, 13 and 13. Uh, that is, uh, 12 points of slashing damage with the leg swipes at you. Okay. Um, same thing with Cax, two attacks at you, my friend. Uh, one of them is a 12... And a 23. 23 hits. Okay. And that is five points of piercing damage. Or, I'm sorry, slashing damage. They're swiping at you. And then finally, Thrim, you're going to get three of those beasties at you. A 11, a 13, and a 23. Uh, 23 will hit. Okay. That is 
uh, eight points of slashing damage at you. Okay. And with them all rushing in upon you, it goes to Keystern. Well, this is kind of surprising. Um, I am going to... I am going to step up. Use my bonus action to cast Vow of Enmity on this uh, this spider, the one ten feet from me. Sure. And I will start swinging. Okay. That's right, because you have reached now. Yep. Uh, a 23 hit. Oh, yes. And a crit. So I'll roll the first hit. Er... Uh, first one's eight damage, and then the crit is we roll it all twice. I uh, yeah yeah you roll those attack dice twice. Uh, so eighteen plus eight is twenty-four slashing damage. Okay, all together or is that just all together? Yeah, all together. Okay, cool. Yeah, I rolled minimum on that first attack. Oh no, of course, of course. Yes, I didn't roll minimum on the crit. <laughs> Cause, Cause, the game just won't let the crits be crits. Wait, wait, wait! Oh my god, I didn't even do the crit damage. I, I, did I? I I'm brain farting. No, I did. I did. I'm sorry. Twenty-four. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, your first attack was okay, and then the second one jumped it up a bit. Yeah. Okay. And you're uh, all st staying right there. Yeah. All right, uh, goes over to our boy, Indusius. Uh He is going to swing at two separate targets. Uh, one of them is a natural two, and the other one is a 16. So he's attacking the one to his south and then southwest first. So he does... 21 points of damage with one slash on uh, this one right there. Excelente. And Nyx, you're up. I don't like the current layout of this battlefield. Uh, so I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself because Spider Bites suck. Spider Bites are icky. Um, don't really want to waste anything on my turn because I don't know what's ahead of us, so I'm gonna have to end it there. Okay. Don't want to risk moving away. And top of the round is Cax. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. <clears throat> Excellent up dropping Whisper and unsheathing his scimitar and attacking the spider due east of him there. Sure. Uh, that'll be 25 and 15 to hit. The, both of them and the 15 meets the armor class. Okay. Wow, minimum damage. Wonderful. Oh boy! Uh, That'll be 12 points of slashing. Okay. Kido. And, yeah, that'll end my turn. Okie doke. 3M! 
Alrighty. <clears throat> I'm gonna turn to the one right next to the wall up there and attack him twice. Sure. That's a 27 to hit. And an 11 to hit. Uh, yep, so one of your attacks hits. Uh, 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. That's between both attacks? Oh, I missed the second one. Oh, that's right, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I forgot to activate Thanks. Green Flame Blade, so... You silly monkey. Alright, you're staying right where you are? Yeah. Cool. Alright. This poor boy gets left out in the cold. Alright, that's it for placement. I think we'll just try to go through the same order before. So, four, Adam Ducious. And it looks like only one of the attacks hits him. The rest of them were single digits on their rolls. Because, fuck my monsters. Uh, that is ten points of slashing damage towards our boy. Nyx, uh, you were getting three. Uh, two natural ones and a 15. Uh, none of them hit. Excellent. Uh, Cax, you're going to have three. Uh, another natural one, a 15, and a 20. Uh, 15, 20 hit. Okay. A uh, total of eight slashing damage. Kashigalith. Yeah. Two of those bad boys coming at you. One with a 22 and another one with an 11. That's a hit. And uh, eight points of slashing damage. Armor class is useless. Fucking useless. You garbage stat, guys. It's a dumb stat. Kinda is, though. Um, a 9, a 14, and an 18, Thrym. 18 meets my AC. Okay. And that is uh, five points of slashing damage. Eight. And with that, the horde has struck their turn, which brings us to Keith. All right. Well, I uh, continue slashing on the one I have advantage on. Does a 15 hit? Yes, sir. That meets the AC. Okay, the 20-something will also hit it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love rolling minimum damage. Does 8 slashing damage kill it? Uh, 8 slashing damage does not kill it. Yeah, I fucking figured. Uh, add another 11 slash, so 19 slashing damage total. 19 total will kill it. Uh, and, uh... That's got to be my turn. Okay. Brings it to Amducious, who is going to do the same thing. He's going to try to attack two separate ones. Uh, one is a 13, and the other one's a 24. So he's going to go after the one he's already done damage to. So that is 25 points of slashing with his claws, which means that spider is Gonzo. 
That's Amducius' turn. Brings it over to Nyx. Nyx is going to turn to face Cax. Kneel to the ground. Grab a hold of Whisper. And with his other hand, grab a hold of Cax. And cast Thunderstep. Nice. Now, this has a 10-foot radius. And looking at the positioning of the spiders, this will hit everything that is... Every single one of them. Everything that is against me and Cax. And I'm going to teleport myself here, and Cax will probably be right next to me. Yeah. So every single one of those spiders that's around us will need to make a con save. I'll do it in counterclockwise order. One, two, three, four, five, six. Cax, if you want to move yourself next to me. Con save, you say? Uh, con save of what? Your DC is 16. DC is 16. Um, this boy right here is the only one that's succeeded. Everyone else rolled single digits. Alright, so that one will take half damage. Okay. Uh, total damage is 13, and your one will take six. Sure. Let me do his first real quick. 13, you say? Yes. Oh, okay. Shreds, you say. And <laughs> I'm going to use two sorcery points for a quickened spell. And cast Lightning Bolt on this line, catching these four. Sounds good to me. All right, that is a dex save. Okay, I'll do it right in uh, successive order, starting with the one closest to you. One, two, one, two. Three of them rolled single digits, so they failed, and the other one rolled a natural 19. So the one way at the back takes the full damage. One way at the back will be taking 29. I'm sorry, half damage. My bad, I'm sorry. The rest of them okay. take full damage except for the one near Thrym. Alright, so everyone else will be taking 29 points of lightning damage. Okie doke. And the one at the back will take 14. 14, let me do his first, because of some fun shit. And when I say fun shit, I mean that one dies and that one dies. Love it. And at the end of my turn, I will drop Whisper on the ground in front of Cax. Cool. Cax, you're up. Top of the round. Can I, as a bonus action, sheath this uh, the scimitar and pick up Whisper? I'd say, I'd say for the sake of weapons and shit like that, I wouldn't even count it as a bonus action. You're so low to the ground anyway, you just... In, in one quick action, you both sheath and pick up Whisper with each, with each hand. You're golden. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, we're gonna take a shot at this spider next to Key and this spider next to Thrym. Actually, we're gonna take two shots at the one next to Key. Sure. And take the higher because of the advantage from pack tactics, so that's a 24. And then take the higher pack tactics, and that's a 22. Oh, yeah. 
I'm glad that I had advantage because of pack tactics. I rolled ones on both of those. <laughs> like, as, as my non-advantage. Zoinks. Right. Not quite minimum damage. Um, That will be... 17 piercing. Total? Yes. Okie doke. Nice. Okay. And that's a you? Yes. That'll do it for me. I'm realizing as I'm looking at this map, my weird OCD is like making me look uh, below Nyx on the fireplace that's down there. It's not right in the middle. And it's tilting me really bad right now. <laughs> dare you. Uh, Thrim, you are up. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to attack the same one uh, twice, unless he sure. dies on the first one, and I'm going to okay. activate Green Flame Blade this time. I'm sorry, which one is that again? Is that... The one right next the to the wall. The one right up against the wall? Okay, cool. Yep. Short-term memory, I guess. Uh, that's a 17 for the yes, first, sir. and a 23 for the second. All good. Alright, so first hit... Uh, 14 points of bludgeoning damage and 8 points of fire damage. Okay. And then uh, 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Alright, you do the same thing. You kind of, except this time, you kind of use a, like a horizontal swing twice and just kind of like smash it right up against the wall. And Spidey Boy is no longer Spidey Boy. Okay, that'll be my turn. Cool. Uh, those three spiders, I'm going to leave it up to the chance here, because those spiders you jolted are probably a little bit disoriented, so I'm going to roll four d4s and see who they go after. Yeah, Alright, so one goes after Amducious, one goes after Key, one goes after Nyx, and one goes after Cax. Sorry, Thrim, you were too far away to be in account for my dice rolling. Sorry, oh, no, no. No, no no, damage for you right now. Uh. Alright, so now four attacks against Amducious. Uh, two hit, and one of them is a natural 20. These do. Uh, Spiders might kill him for us. Uh, that is 23 points of piercing damage. Fuck. I'll show you the stat block later for these guys. These guys are kind of interesting. Um, for the sake of what we're doing before, Nyx will do yours next. Okay. And that is uh, just a 13. Miss. Cax. That is a natural 20. That'll hit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, that is my reaction to pull out a can of Raid. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that is uh, 18 points of slashing. Uh, key. That would have killed Nyx. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Key. Uh, the closest attack to you for one of those is a 15, so I doubt those pierce your armor. Nope. Uh-uh! Have fun biting metal, stupid bug. Stupid bitch. And this is why they hit you harder. You taunt them. Yeah, <laughs> you say shit like that. <laughs> I have vicious uh, mockery. I'm allowed to taunt. 
Uh, an 18 and a 22, my friend. Yeah, both of those will hit. Okay, and that'll be uh, 16 points of slashing damage. Okay. And that will do it for Spidey Boys, bringing it down to key. Alright. I'm going to roll an attack on the one that uh, Cax had shot twice. Sure. 25 to hit. Yes, sir. How do I keep rolling minimum damage? <laughs> uh, does 8 slashing kill it? 8 slashing does not kill it, but it chunks Fucking it down a bit. Shit. Oh. I think the best part about this fight so far is how poorly he's rolling <laughs> damage. Hex um, skipped a turn, and I think he's done more damage per turn. Well, if that's the case, yeah, I'll use my bonus action for Val of Enmity on it now. Did you use your... No, I didn't use it the first shot, because I thought... I, what are the odds I roll minimum damage? I thought I'd kill it. Well, you got two attacks, right? Yeah, uh, and with advantage, it's a 25 to hit, plus 13 more slashing damage. Okay. How's that do? Is it dead? It is, uh, most of the legs are not moving, but a couple of them are still twitching at you. Wow. If it had 40, if it had a certain amount of legs and numbering in the, in the, in the medium double digits, there'd be, there'd be three left. That's what? a lot of, that's a lot of legs. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what that could possibly mean. I don't know. It's crazy. Um... Legit, can't make this shit up. Amdushis rolled two natural ones for his fucking attacks. I feel like you could make that shit up, but you probably wouldn't. You, you pro yeah, you probably would. <laughs> Moving it on over to Nyx. Uh, Nyx is going to reach over to Cax and pump a second level cure wounds in him. Pump it. Pump it. Louder. <gasps> pump it, pump it, pump it up. So that's uh, 16 points of healing for Cax. Um, don't like this. He is our way out. I'm gonna burn two more sorcery points for quickened spell. Ooh, not that many. Jesus. The battery on my mouse is going out, so like oh, clicking, no. clicking gets a little weird. I just I've been lazy about replacing it. Uh, so I am going to fire another lightning bolt along this line, catching oh, the one in front of me and the two to the left of Ambrosia. <laughs> and that's so, a dexterity, correct? That's a dex save. Cool. Uh, one of them got a 13, and then the two others got a 21. So the one in front of you takes the full blast, and the back ones take half. Okay. Big money, big money. Okay, so the one directly in front of me takes twenty. <clears throat> sorry, twenty-eight points of lightning damage. Twenty-eight. Okay. And then the that two, fries him. The two near Ambrosia take fourteen. Fourteen. Each. Okay. And that will end my turn because I don't want to leave Cax's side. Okay. All right. Every single one of these spider babies 
Minus the one below Ambrosia has gotten hit. Cax, top of the round! Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm gonna drop back five feet. And knock two arrows to the forge. And fire at the one that I just left. It's an uh, area of influence. Sure. Well, those will both hit. Uh, 24 was the lowest of those two. Oh, yeah. I just realized that the one that I shot that was next to Key, I could have killed by using a sneak attack. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> not the clown, you're the whole circus. <laughs> uh, okay, here he is. Um, nine points of piercing, four points of force. And then here is... What is that? Eight points of piercing, three points of force. Plus the total off. Minus three. What were the two last ones? Uh, I think they four? were. I think so. That's yeah. All right, this thing is all peppered with uh, arrows all over itself, but it's still uh, menacingly looking at you, Cax. Okay. That'll end. Okay. Thram! <clears throat> all right, I'll just go down to the next one. So. Okay. Swing at him twice, activate green flame blade again. Uh, the first one is a dirty 20 to hit. Mm -hmm. The second one is a 29 to hit. Oh, yeah. First attack does 16 points of bludgeoning damage okay. and fucking two points of fire damage as I rolled double ones. And then the second one uh, does 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Dead. And that'll be my turn. Okie dokie. Four spiders at M. Juice has another natural one. Never rolled so many of those, and it looks like the other two miss its AC. And that's a 19. Which is a little higher than his AC for. Uh, 12 points of slashing on M. Ducious. Can we tell how Amducious is looking right now? Uh, he's got a, a bunch of scrapes and scratches on him with a little bit of what looks like a blackish liquid kind of oozing out. But overall, like, his, his stature is still very hardy. Okay. Um, Spidey Boy is still going to go for you, Cax, being the stupid spider that it is. Rolls a natural two. Ain't happening. That'll hit. <laughs> no, I'm not going after Nyx right now. Hold on. Cax has stripped all of his armor and is just standing naked with his arms out saying, please bite me. I want to be Spider-Man. 
Uh, I take it a 16 isn't going to hit you, Kiha. Nope. Nope, so both miss. And then the final one is a natural three against Thrym. All right. Uh, next turn, please. All right. I'm going to swing at the spider that is nearly dead. Sure. That's a 27 to hit. Oh, I have changed out my D4s. What's the minimum amount of damage you can do? Uh, eight. Eight? I've, I've done at least eight every okay. turn. Okay, dead. Okay. All right, then I will use my bonus action for Valve Enmity on the other one that's next to me. Sure thing. For 19 to hit. That'll hit. All right, new D4s. Max damage, of course. Uh, that's uh, 14 slashing damage. I only pulled out the weighted dice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just, I just realized my AC, my AC should have been too higher this whole fucking time. God damn it! What in the <laughs> fuck is going on? Dude. See, that just ticks off Nyx because he had to waste a healing spell on you. Seriously. <laughs> no, the the crit would have still hit. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the the crit was the main reason I did that. All right, that's it for you, Key. You're sticking right there. Uh. You know what? J just to help out our good pal Ambrosia, I'm gonna move one over and try to attract the attention of that other spider. Sure. Alright. Uh, Amducious Ambrosia is going to uh, swing at the two furthest away from him. Uh, natural 20 and a 23. One of them immediately, his claws come down, and they like chink, like each one of the claws like chink, 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 chink into it, and he like opens up his hand, and the legs just scatter in like a trillion different directions, as he completely rips one of them apart, and the other one is going to take a considerable amount of damage for 24, but it is still twitching. And that will do Ambrazilla's turn. Okay. Nyx is going to turn, hold out his sword, and it's going to start flashing chromatically. And I'm going to fire a Chaos Bolt at the one directly south of Ambrosia. Okay. For a natural 19 for a 29 to hit. Hell yeah. Okay, I kind of figured. <laughs> I appreciate that you're checking in with me. <laughs> huh. Huh. It procced. Eh, Someone ring the cowbell. Someone ring the cowbell. Double sevens on the d8s. Hey, let's damn. See dam let's see our damage type. Seven is psychic damage. Okay. So that boy gets hit for 19 points of psychic damage. Cool. And the bolt will jump, attempting to hit the one uh, next to key for a dirty 20 to hit. Mm-hmm. Bounce again? No, it doesn't bounce again. Please. 
Dagnabbit. For 14 points of acid damage. I had a choice between acid and psychic again. That will is, be Nyx's So your, your chromatic orb is bouncing? I thought that was no, that other. No, this others. is Chaos Bolt. Chaos Bolt, my bad, for some reason. I said I it flashes thinking. chromatically because Oh, that's Chaos what messed Bolt, me up. Uh, yeah, I said, I said it flashes <laughs> chromatically because you don't know what the damage type is until it connects. Yeah, and I'm sorry, so what's the, uh, how much damage again? Sorry. 14. The 14. second the second hit was 14. Excellent. Yeah, I just heard chromatic, and I'm like, chromatic orb? Haven't seen that in a while. No, chaos bolt. All right. Chaos bolt at first level. You're staying right there, my friend? Yep, not leaving Cax's side. Cool. Speaking of Cax, top of the round. I'm going to drop back another five feet. <laughs> but this time, gaining advantage. And fire off two regular arrows. Fun roll rolling 40, er, 40 20s. Um, but lowest one's a 22. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that means the 26 will hit. Alright, first one with sneak attack. 400 damage. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Definitely not minimum damage. There's eight piercing. And then. Wait, did you actually roll minimum on, on a sneak attack? I rolled minimum on sneak attack and the bow attack. Oh yes. my god. Yeah, I got oh. fucked there. So th that's going to be a total output of 17 damage. Okay. Total output on both of those. Yep, you thwip, thwip. And that second one, you, you get the one, and it seems to hit the really, really tiny body of the spider that it is. And you see it, like, rear up a little bit, and that's when the final arrow comes and just stabs right into it and kills that one. And I'm going to keep moving around next. Sure. To just on the other side of this okay. rock. These large chunks are about pretty much as tall as the rim, so you do get a massive amount of cover um, around there. So if you were attempting to, like, stay hidden, that's up to you. Um, yeah, if, if I was to move here, do I believe that I would be hidden from the other uh. spiders? I believe so, but you'd you'd have to roll a stealth check for me. But okay, uh, you, you'd, you'd feel confident in that spot. I'll roll that stealth check. Sure. <laughs> uh, Nix, you hear Cax move around the side of you as you're keeping your eyes like down in the battlefield. You swear to God, he's gone. I rolled a twenty-seven. Hey. <laughs> That'll end my turn. Excellent. Thrim. Oh, we're doing stealth ops again. <laughs> well, there's only one guy near me, so I'm going to swing at him twice. Sure. Unless I kill him with the first one. So I'll activate Green Flame Blade again. First one is a 27 to hit. Yeah. Second one is a 16 to hit. Yeah. 
first one is 14 points of bludgeoning damage and 12 points of fire damage. Alright. And then the second one is 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Alright, I feel like you're playing a game of whack-a-mole over there, except your moles aren't trying to retreat at all, because you're just boom, 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 as this one gets turned into a nice spidey paste. Oh, okay. And then... I will move 20 feet to here. Sure. Uh... The three spiders are still going to go after their prey. Two of them miss. One of them hits. Uh, Ducious takes 11 points of slashing. And then the final one is going to attack our boy Key for a whole whopping 10. Next turn, please, Key. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy! Time for me to roll again. Uh, two 15s makes it a 24 to hit. That's a hit. For 11 slashing damage, does it kill? It does not. Ah, then I continue attacking. Sure. 26 to yes, hit. Yes, sir. Yeah, you just straight up and, oh. smash right into it. It had two health at that point. <laughs> oh, of course. No, ma no matter what you did, you were you were demolishing that. Alright, I'll do that. And then I am going to uh, seeing Thrim come up, I'm going to head down to Nyx. And I'm going to ask him if he's alright and look or see if he's bleeding anywhere. Okay, so you will take an attack of opportunity from one of those spider boys? Yeah. Sure. I rolled a fucking natural too! Yeah. You can take your fucking time, you just feel it like trying to tickle the back of your armor. Finally, my dump stat coming into play. <laughs> fucking dump stat, alright. Uh, Ducious is going to attack the weaker ones around it. Uh, both of them succeed, as long as he doesn't roll shit on that. Yep. Yet again, he uses them as, like, downward piercers, as the one near Euthrim um, essentially gets ripped to shreds, as well as the one uh, on the other side. And you hear him, like, <laughs> as this whole thing is happening. And brings it to the bottom of the round for Nyx. So Nyx is going to turn to Key, or, or, or look at key and just be like I've had better days but I'm not dying and I'm actually going to use I'm going to use my bonus action to convert a fourth level spell slot into sorcery points interesting so that I can replenish my pool um then I'm going to step around key. I had the right tool selected. And I'm going to throw a firebolt at the last remaining mini spider. Sure, sure. For a 13. Unfortunately, does not hit. Yeah. All that magic conversions got me messed up. 
<laughs> That's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. Top of the round, Cax. I have a question. Do concentration checks and concentration saving throws, are those the same thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yes. Well, yes. And yeah, yes, they are. The DC is DCs are different. Well, the, re- the only reason I ask is because I've never heard of a concentration check before. I've only heard of concentration saving throws. It was probably just a misunderstanding in the term, maybe. Okay. Um, I do I do that all the time. <laughs> then I rolled my concentration saving throw to stay hidden while I fire these shots. Okay. And because I passed, um, I remain hidden... And they deal psychic damage. Instead of your... Instead of piercing. Yep. Um, is Globman considered an ally? Uh, oh yeah, 100%. Okay. Tactics off! Well, that one's on the floor, so we're going to count that as a one, because I'm not going to get under there to check and get that die back. <laughs> it's all the way under the desk, man. I can't be bothered. Um, Let the vacuum get that one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, 27 is the lowest one to hit there. Okay. So here comes Spider-Man. Um, that's... Uh, uh, 12 psychic plus 7. Yeah, that's 19 psychic damage. Okay. To that last Spidey-do. Okay. And I remain hidden and All end right. my turn. All right. Rem, it is on its <laughs> last legs. <laughs> uh, Threm turns to the DM. He's going to attack him twice for that joke. <laughs> 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 All right. Your has got a wicked AC. I'll uh, move up five feet to my friend here. And I'll activate Green Flame Blade just because. And I'll attack him twice. Uh, 25. What's, yeah, no, it's that's dead. <laughs> and 30, 20. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's literally like the finest crushed paste on the ground <laughs> for all that. And so that concludes our big spider rush. So you guys are all around the room. And as soon as it's over, uh, M. Deuce just kind of looks at you guys and grunts. And then begins to like take the pieces and group them together, and then walk them like towards the uh, the flames and start throwing the pieces of the of the creatures in. As he does this, I'm gonna be like, "Does this happen often?" Uh, they usually don't come out as many as they did, but usually like two every time I take a nap. Okay. I'm gonna put a hand on Nyx and give him 15 points of health. Uh, I don't need 15. Ah, how much do you need? 12. Okay. You're gonna see Nyx kind of sigh with relief as his wounds close. Ah. And turn to Key and be like. You know, sometimes I forget how hard certain creatures can hit. 
think that was less about how hard and more about how often. I'm gonna speak into the room. Uh, Cax, y'all good? You feeling okay? We're every car? Yeah, Cax, where did you go? Cax is gonna pop out from the rock behind you. Here I am! Fucking hell. <laughs> well, you're certainly getting better at that. I, I, I'm not sure I've ever really been bad at it. Out of practice for sure, but never, never really bad at it. So I, I talked to our demon friend. Um, he says this is usually like one or two. So, someone might know we're here. I had a similar suspicion. Well, they laid a trapper. There's been less uh, patrols around to keep him at bay. This could, could be. be a good sign. The only way I see this is that it's going to be a difficult path just to get to Bjorn. Yep. And we should not waste time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Let's get headed. Cax, hey. how are you feeling? Uh... A little worse for wear, but I'll be okay. Can I give him, uh, what's my level? Uh, I will give him another nine, uh, points for my healing ASMR thing. Oh, wait, no, it's 11 because it's based off level regardless of class. Oh, yeah. So you get 11 points of healing, Gex. Was it okay. based off level plus two? No. Just because we're all level nine. Yeah. Oh, because oh yeah, the freaking so yeah, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> well, no, because it wouldn't let me update my bard thing if it it kept saying paladin nine, paladin nine, and I'm like, fuck it. Hey you, you're still a paladin. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah. Uh you get nine points back. Okay. Uh, DM. Yeah. This metal grate on the floor. Is it more like a metal insignia, or is there a recess underneath it? Uh, no. You can see that there are like chunks of stone in between the metal itself. It looks to be more of like a decorative plate on the ground. Okay. Then Cax will walk over to here and retrieve the arrow that fell out of Whisper when he dropped it. Because I did, when I dropped Whisper, I did take that arrow out of my inventory and I'm like, well, <laughs> that's gone forever. Because that looks like it's recessed underneath. <laughs> You're going to do your standard thing. You can retrieve half of your arrows after combat. Please. Absolutely. I was going to suggest that too, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Before Ambrosia throws them in the fire. <laughs> he probably would. Yeah, it's probably why I'm only retrieving half at this point. Um, so, question, do I lose... The arrows of the forge, when they hit, obviously they're not going to be able to be retrieved of arrows of the forge. However, can I retrieve them and reuse them as regular arrows? You certainly can, yes. Okay, cool. So, I'm down eight, so I'll retrieve for four... Okay. Cool. Grim's truck, 
right towards that hallway. Yeah, My legs is, are short. Next is on his heels. <laughs> I'll jog up to catch up with him. I like that you're you turned your token upside down as if you're walking that direction again. <laughs> him and I did that a lot during <laughs> Rob Robin's one shot. Yeah, we I totally remember. were like adjusting the token angle. Yeah. I'm so used to having a field of orienting. I'm so used to having a field of view that like I I do that instinctively. Oh yeah, that fucking hell. That's all the creepy details of that motherfucker. Dude needs Ambrosia's to work out a little more. Rough. Dude needs just to you know go see the moon. True, he's. <laughs> He's just moonless. He's moonless, guys. That's, that's the problem. No moon. Someone drop your pants. Draw the moon. <laughs> Three so, exactly. Oh, you're the closest. <laughs> so you guys uh, are looking down this hallway. It is at, at this point uh, the the light from the the furnaces in that room just kind of bleed into it a little bit, and then it just goes into um, low light because above you, yet again, it's just like a ceiling of webbing. And just as you're kind of examining this hallway and look up, you're still seeing, like, what looks like shadows of spiders, like, traveling to and fro on the other side of this webbing. Giving off Ooh. this, like, very low light of, like, gr of, like, dim, grayish, brackish light. Considering the movement of the spiders, I imagine it's kind of like being underwater at dusk where like the, the disturbed surface of the water is distorting the light coming through. Ooh, I like that, yeah. But besides that, uh, I'm sorry, the the hallway itself, it looks like it, it curves to the right, maybe about just 20 feet down. And there doesn't seem to be any other uh, sources of illumination coming from that corner. So before we head in, I believe I still have thing. Yes, Nyx is going to down his potion of trap detection. Okay. Gives me one hour being able to detect physical traps. If I'm not mistaken, because this was like episode, or not episode, this is pre-podcast. I want to say it was like session two. I got it off Rungle. And I believe your description was that for one hour I can detect non-magical traps. I want to say it is a potion I ripped off of somewhere. Sorry, I'm just looking at a list here. Because I'm almost certain I didn't make that one up. Because I like making shit up. But yeah, is that the description on it? Detects... Uh, non... I believe that's what we discussed is that it yeah because I don't have anything written down oh I do all one hour 10 foot radius of myself all traps are highlighted that's all I've got written down for one hour 10 foot radius all traps are highlighted that's all I wrote down but like I said this okay. is no, that this was like session two are you sure it was that? I I want to say I'm I'm gonna look it up really quick. I think that was when the first session with Cuddy. It might have been the Tomb I know of Parson. I think you guys got it in uh, the Tomb of Parson. I think we might have. All I know is it's really fucking old. 
It's really <laughs> fucking old. And it is no longer good, and you take 40 points of poison damage. Yeah, it just well, tastes fuck. really fucking dusty and nasty. Tomb of Parson. Nick won't stop throwing up. This was... You see part of his intestine, and he falls down dead. But the puke reveals a trap, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was from session five. Uh, an identified yellow potion. You detect detect trap. Last one hour. Highlights trap is in a ten foot radius. In light, essentially highlights it for you. Only the drinker can see. But yep, you got it right down to the T. Is it physical, um, non magical only? It it just says traps. You're not entirely sure what oh. it'll highlight. It'll, hi it'll highlight something. Yep. For an and hour. And a ten foot radius. So I'm just gonna put you. Give me a ten foot aura. Rose got sharpie eyes. Yeah, essentially, uh, just for your sake, if you were to walk down the center of this hallway, uh, you would uh, cover the whole hallway. Cool. So, so are you gonna, taking taking lead? Yeah, I'm gonna take that potion and just be like, throw him. Let me take point, but stay right on my heels. I'll be okay. able to pick up on any traps that may be in here. Okay. All right, let's do this. Okay, right. so your your marching order is Nyx, followed by Thrym, followed by whom? Me. You. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Cax in the back. Where's my thing? You all right. You're your pants. Yeah, there it is. Um... All right. So the first, right before, right as you get to that curb, uh, you're. I'm assuming you're walking like half speed to kind of pay attention to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, you actually notice a uh, relatively like chest high. There seems to be uh, a wire that seems to be glowing a little bit yellow. Ah. Then I will hold out my arm and stop everybody and. In space. Okay. And I will beckon for Cax to come to the front of the line. Okay. Cax, you see this wire here? I'm gonna kind of like point it out to him. And you you do see that wire. This is a trap. Do you have any way to disarm this? Can I make a thieves tool check to try to disarm the trap? Uh, I'll give you a sleight of hand. That works. I'd prefer sleight of hand. You're going to give Cax a chance to exercise his new rogue class. Oh, that's not great. Fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> good. That's good. That's fucking amazing. 28? Oh, well, Jesus Christ. Mislead, <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> so you you trace it back, and now you notice right along the, the where it begins to curve, there are three holes in succession that go up maybe like from like your your kneecap cacks all the way to your head and a little higher. And you kind of get to it and you kind of poke around with it a little bit. 
and you you look on the ground and you actually find this like this long piece of rock and you kind of like see the wire a little bit and you you very expertly with with a couple little bit of tools you snip the wire while holding on to the tension wrap it around the rock and then place it up against the hole so that way it holds the tension of it and it seemed it, you you are amazingly confident that this rock will hold that string in place, allowing you to cross without tripping the trap. Uh, fucking nailed it. <laughs> Good. Good. And I'm glad we brought you along for this. Grim's gonna see a cool rock and kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And you said the wire was what, like chest height? Yeah, there'd be yeah, that'd be about his head height, and then one that's like a little bit taller that would have hit like Thrim in like the upper shoulder. Alright, so I'll 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 point out where the wiring is so that even though he's essentially disarmed it, we don't, you know, get caught up on it. Sure. And continue down said hallway. Okay. Um you go around the bend. And it looks like it's about a 10, 10 foot length, and now it curves to the left. Um, and as you get to kind of that 10 foot straightaway, a little bit to your left, you do notice like a, a four by four square that seems to just be highlighting yellow. Okay. Is this a four by four square we could walk around? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, there's there. There's uh, it's a 20 foot long hallway. But essentially, if you try to walk on the left hand side, uh, you would trigger whatever that square would would trap, but it's clearly screaming out in yellow that that is some sort of trap. All right, so I'm gonna point that out and gesture for, and you know, tell everybody to to move to the right hand side of the the hallway. Okay. And continue forward. Excellent. Now you take the left, and there seems to be an opening up ahead. But you look over to the right, now that you're on the right-hand side of it, and you notice a metal line that comes down from where the the webbing is all the way down to the floor. And it travels across about halfway. And it's all glowing yellow to you. It. But the other side of the other 10-foot side of the hallway on the left is perfectly fine. All right, then I will try to point that out and have everyone move to the left. Okay. And continue forward. Excellent. Um, everyone else follows in suit? Yeah. All right, so Nix, you lead them to another archway, kind of similar to the ones that were in the, uh, the what the hell did I call that? I called that room. Fuck you, turn order. Uh, body disposal is the name of that map. Uh, so similar to that arch that's in that room, but now it opens up into a very rather squarish courtyard. Yet again, you see all of the the canopy above you, and just the mass of spiders that are just traveling on the other side of that. Um, very vaguely with your passive perception, you do hear just the faintest sound of them traveling across crawling over each other and just doing spider things. Uh, Looking around this courtyard, uh, 
the first thing that really strikes your your eyeballs is there are three large golden statues in this courtyard. One to your left, one kind of on the right-hand side towards the middle middle of the wall, um, and one in a way back corner that's kind of hard to see. Um, you're noticing a lot of the, the architecture is crumbling or has large cracks in it. Um, and now you're really able to see and confirm what Veyron said. There's a lot... This is some sort of, like, elven ruin. But oh. these statues are in pr pretty decent condition. And, it, and, and they look very, like, stoic. And it, it seems you're seeing one that looks like an archer, a mage, and a swordsman. There, there are no plaques or anything with words on it, but it just seems to be some honorary statues of what you would assume could be important figures, or maybe it's just decoration. And every part of the gamer within me is not liking this. <laughs> a, uh, an archway to the left of that. So the, the side that has two of the statues, there's an archway, and you're actually seeing more light come from that direction. And in the center of the room, there's uh, three pillars that go up about 15 feet. And there's literally nothing interesting about them. They're kind of crumbly, too. One of them has the top. It looks like it got ripped off a little bit. Um, but around those pillars, it's it's they're skinny enough where there is another archway on the other side of this room. Hey. I'm going to turn to Thrym. Which way do you think we should go? And I don't trust those statues. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. Something about them just puts me at unease. Is there any signage? Ah, uh, there doesn't seem to be any signage. I'd say for now we try to avoid those. You said the uh, hallway with the most light has two statues by it? Ah, uh, yes. And give you a crude drawing right here. So you guys are yeah, you where the arrow is. <laughs> so you guys are at the arch on the left-hand side. So there's more light coming in through this archway, and there's also the archway on the other side of the room. And just to make sure you guys understand the stakes... Yeah, oh, she's oh. here. Oh. And he's huge. <laughs> is part uh, of the group. Because Osha naturally doesn't like this place because of its condition, easily. Oh, naturally, yes. <laughs> Crumbling pillars, traps around every corner. I mean, come on. Creepy God. statues. What the fuck? This place is a disaster. They I left mean, they left with uh aphrodisiac dude alone next to the furnaces, like you know, that's dangerous. That's 100%. He, he needs to have a spotter. He, exactly. he needs, and Osha has the biggest penis of all. He needs fireproof gloves, safety goggles. He's got none of that. <laughs> There's no safety <laughs> railings to prevent him from falling into it. Who the hell right. gave Osha a giant dick? Or right. a banana with a ball sack? I would never, I would never violate Osha like that. I would. Osha is revered in, in, in our game. 
I'm going to turn to Nix and say, would it make sense if we split up? No. Oh, my, no. oh my god. No. No. Why would you suggest that? I mean, we could cover more ground, and if the statues are an issue we could deal with, try to split them up. Never split the party, Key. Look what happened to you when you were taken away from your group. That was a planned suicide mission, okay? That that was like, we knew that one was going bad from the start. This one right. could have benefits. No, your suggestion of splitting the party is a planned suicide mission. We're not doing that. You're no fun. I say we go to the one on the left since it has more light. Have we stepped into this room or are we still standing at the archway? Yeah, you're right at the archway. I have a feeling as soon as we step into this room, something is going to come at us. It's a big, open space with suspicious statues and two potential directions. I don't trust this at all. Oh. <clears throat> Only one way to find out, and Thrym will walk into the room. East. Yeah, Nix is on his heels, right behind him. Okay. And where are you hitting key? I'm sorry, I was being a uh, I was standing behind him. It's uh, through him that walked into the room. Oh, sure. I was writing my stupid little wording. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, I promise not to be subsicus. Subsicus. Suspicious and subsicus. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> God. Fucking hell. Oh, that's the best. That's pretty fucking good, too. That is unfortunately pretty good. I threw him where you headed in this room. Sorry. I'm just going to walk in and take like, I don't know, walk 10, 15 feet forwards and just straight into the center of the room. Sure. Um, Straight into the center. So you're going over near the pillars? Yeah. Okay. Um, So you, you go right ahead over to there. Nothing catches your Among Us. Uh, nothing catches your attention, but you do look. You can't help but notice the, the light coming from that archway. And you see out, and it appears that used to be the front door. Um, and it looks like there it, it's a little bit kind of muddled because of the, the difference in light between the canopy and outside. Um, but you can see uh, outside of this structure. If you wanted to uh, get closer, you could take a look to see what was outside. I'll go a little bit closer. Sure. Um, it, it's it's really easy to see, especially with your eyes having the advantage they do. Um, looking outside, it is a gray, desolate landscape that appears to stretch as far as your eye can see into the horizon. The arid and dry ground is dotted with what look like circular orbs with spider webs all over it. Uh, in the distance, you're noticing more of buildings that look very similar to the one you're in, and they're all broken down and dilapidated, uh, covered in webs. And that's just the stuff that's standing still. As you're looking out there, you're seeing an almost near-infinite amount of spiders of all shapes and sizes, crawling, skittering, lounging about uh and right at the very edge of your vision there's a group of elvish decrepit buildings 
right where you so you can kind of make out detail and a titanic brown spider probably as big as those buildings is just lumbering through and you see it raise up a mandible that's almost hard to see and you see it dip down a bit and as it comes back up it seems to have brought something with it and brought it into its mouth and continues to clomp across the landscape. Uh, does this landscape look at all like what we saw when we... Um, when Jesna took us into where Bjorn was? It does not. The area you had had mostly like red... Like like light red rocks, and he and Bjorn was in like a crater setup. This whole area is gray and disgusting. Uh, the the sky, the sky, I guess you could call it, is is a very similar gray. Like you're having a hard time judging where the horizon ends okay. because of it. It's just you you guys are in an area of the demon web pips that is just pretty fucking dry and nasty and disgusting. I don't think he's out there. Let's go to the other one. Yeah, 50-50 chance either way. Hmm. I will start making my way to the other archway. Okay. I will follow him. Sure. What's the rest of you two doing besides painting Among Us? Amogus. I am following through him. Amogus. I'm taking up the back of the line. Sure. Uh, you guys get to the archway. Um, you all are just... As you guys walk past it as well, you guys are seeing that same, like, hellish landscape of just fucking an arachnophobia person's fucking absolute worst nightmare. Times 20. Um, and you reach the archway, and it looks like this... Uh, kind of goes in a similar... It's going to snake off to the right down a similar-looking hallway. Nick, you might want to take point again. All right, I'm coming. So you uh, go up we'll... to the bend? Yep. Sure, so as you... Um, same uh, order as before? Yeah. yeah. He and then Cax in the back? Okay. Um, as you go around the corner... The same thing, you've got the canopy of spider webs and spiders above you. Um, you go about 10 feet, actually looking mostly at the ground and the walls, but then you look forward, straight ahead, and you see a humanoid figure leaning up against the wall with his arms crossed, looking down, dressed in white. <sighs> You're... You're looking for traps, right? Yeah, and you're the worst one I could find. Oh, thank God. Okay, no, okay. Walk ten more feet forward. Why? Uh, humor me, please. Fine, I'll walk five feet forward. And you see a finger come out, and he points a line straight out from where you're walking... But then he draws another dot where you're standing. And another one that curves around. And another line that curves like as if you were avoiding a radius around him. Ah, <sighs> fuck. 
I understand why you're all here, but this is this is not good. My music stopped. That's not good either. The Fred boat has sunk. <laughs> now, is it just Dex or can, is this? Oh yeah, no. You all you all hear him, and as far as you can tell, you guys look expecting. And in the past, you guys have noticed usually when he talks to you, time stops. But you look up and the spiders are still doing their thing up above you. Look, I'm I'm not here to be antagonistic. Not 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 this time. Uh, usually, I like to obviously poke a little bit of fun. You see, this course of action that you're all taking usually. Not to bore you with the details, and it's all way above your heads, but I usually can see years in advance. Every little thing you do, I can just see it. That's how I know it all, I see it all. The thing is, I'm only seeing about five seconds ahead in all the directions. And I need you all to roll an insight check. 24. 15. 15. Up and down, I got 10. 10. Uh, you three, minus uh, Cax, who just is probably staring daggers at him. All three of you notice that there seems to be a level of worry on Lacutus's face. So if you can't see that far into our future, what's stopping you? There's always many paths. It's, you know, I showed you one of the futures, or yeah. the past, or the alternate realities, whatever have you. All the different layers that I call my normal vision. Mm, I still Thing is, for it. I've been honing in on you four. Call me a little bit of a voyeur, but what you're doing is utterly fascinating thing is when it comes to you for the choices that you're all making you're not haven't made them before this is all unique all those other paths just disappear as soon as you make a choice and I, I don't know what's going to happen I don't know what's going to happen with you or you you and you and I don't know what's going to happen with Veyron. I don't know what's going to happen with the Lolth. Or this planet, for instance. But ever since I've been watching you, this has been happening. So this is telling me, with all of the knowledge and shit that I have, that you gentlemen are crossing into territory that even I can't see through. Well, that's a dream come true for you, ain't it? The ultimate entertainment. I wish I could see it like that, but with the history of what I know about myself and others, like me, when that kind of stuff happens, it's a kind of meeting point or a, a nexus of uh, fate and what is supposed to happen, destiny, all that garbage. And I can't help but watch. I don't know if I'm about to watch 
two stars collide with each other or for this world to go into everlasting peace or whatever have you. And that is exciting, concerning, scary. All of it. This is different. Welcome to the reality of mortals. Oh, it's dreadful. I don't know how you do this. And yet we are here doing it. I mean, since since we've got you here, where's Bjorn? I don't know. He, like, rubs his hands above his head and he goes, I don't know. And then he just, a long, drawn-out sigh. Just, please be careful. This is more serious than you could ever imagine. Oh, is the omnipotent god sad he might lose his favorite TV show? This coming from the man who told us that if we didn't do something he liked, he would snap his fingers and erase our world. And now you're concerned for our well-being? Uh, Do you really think I actually meant all of that? Why say it then? Well, entertaining. Cruel, I admit. But entertaining. It's like when you go and kick the ant pile just to see them squirm a little. Thing is, you all are a little bit, uh, more to me than that. Look, I appreciate your concern, but unless you're willing to put some of your immense power towards us finishing our goals, then please get out of our way. Very well. If you have any help that you would like to offer us and prevent us from our doom, please offer it now. Let me... Let me work on that. Anix. And with that, snaps his fingers and disappears. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't paying attention to shit he was saying. Yeah, apparently Locutus cares about us now. Holy shit, plot twist! (laughs) I don't give a damn who he cares for. It's... He's there, he shows up, whatever. I was I was trying to will him to death. <laughs> so I stared at him. Oh, you <laughs> white-dressed son of a bitch. I'm going to turn back to Thrym. Isn't it a little strange that he genuinely seemed to not know where Bjorn is? Yeah, he claims to be all-knowing. It's a little weird. I have always had my doubts, but now I'm really wondering if he is what he says he is. Yeah. Oh, man, might as well just do what we came here to do. Yeah, let's keep going. Sure. So you make your way down uh, more left and right turns. It, it doesn't branch off at all. Um you taking your time, uh, you don't discover any more uh, yellow glows on your way, kind of snaking down these paths. Um, 
you do after about five minutes get to a point where you're beginning to hear uh, no one needs to roll for this as you kind of get what you almost think you hear something and then you start hearing cackling and then another voice of crying suddenly someone's screaming and then the words no please please no 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 coming from one more bend up ahead do I recognize any of the voices? Uh, no, they all seem to be um, basic humanoid uh, sounding creatures. Nothing with like a deep, deep bassy yep. expectance. Um, I'm going to turn to Thrym and whisper to him. I think those are the torture chambers ahead. Well, let's go see what we can find out. Sure. I mean, maybe draw Shadowfell. Maybe we can use them. I'll have Thunder at the ready. Okay. So you guys are creeping forward. Yep. All right. If you guys want to move quietly at all, I would recommend some stealth checks if that's what you'd like to do. Yeah, okay. I want to move quiet. Oh. What's Just our... Because <clears throat> do these walls look like I could blend into them? Uh, these are like carved elvish quality. These aren't yeah, like rough hewn stones, however. I figured. Worth checking. And so, uh, Key and Cax, will... are you doing the same? Every fiber of my being says I want to stride down the hall confidently, but. Even you play armor, even a stealth check, you're going to stride confidently. For the disadvantage. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll give the stealth a check. I'll give the stealth a check. Alright. Am I a disadvantage? Yes, you are. Played armor. So next roll the 13. Okay. So anyway. A five. <laughs> I okay. stride confidently. Natural one. Oh. <sighs> As I stride by, you play me like a drum set. <laughs> You're doing great, pat on the back. Clang! <laughs> and what did Cax roll? 19. 19. So, so yeah. out in front of you, Cax, you immediately assume the very tried-and-true stealth positions you're used to, and then you're seeing the schlups in front of you just pretend to go stealthy and they're just making so much more noise even if they were walking um all of you realize how much noise you're making at this point and honestly kind of look at each other really quick and just say fuck it and start walking normal around the bend um which brings us to give me a room give me a room give me a room it is a room all right on on both sides going in another area that's illuminated by the gray light coming through with the spiders going everywhere. Um, both sides of this room going in have cells with these wrought iron bars that go down. Uh, no perceptible way of like opening them. They don't look like normal cell doors. And there are all sorts of noises coming from inside these cells. Laughing, crying, screaming, cowering. Uh, you're hearing stuff in 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 mostly elvish and undercommon. 
are the two languages you're hearing from people actually uttering stuff, like humanoids in there. So Thrym and I understand everything being said. Yeah, yep. you're noticing there are, like, blood slicks on this floor in front of you. It looks like this room opens up after the cages. And, of course, since the first detail was the cages making the noise as you're kind of, like, looking into your danger sense, you finally look over, and at the back end of the room on the left-hand side is a massive, like, custom-made cage. About 30 feet tall. And inside of this cage is a massive, unconscious, slash dead, slash or sleeping stone giant. Because I don't want to go into shit that we're going to, like, go over for, I believe we will end our session here. <laughs>